1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. And this morning we're going to be in James chapter 1, again briefly, also in Mark chapter 5. And so this service today, 9 a.m., this service at 11 a.m. begins our 2021 Holy Week Revival. And the topic this year is how confession brings possession. Now you might have heard about confession before, but don't get bored. And don't get bored with us, amen. And don't get bored with the Word of God. Have ears to hear. Of course, you've heard some of this before, because there's nothing new in the Word of God. And if it's new, if it's something no one's ever heard before, then it's, it's not of God, it's not of His Word, and it's not the truth. Amen? So our focus this week is confession, and how our confession of what the Word says, it brings possession. In our 2019 Holy Week Revival, The Law of Faith, we learned about six big hindrances to faith. And uh, in that testimony, one, one, a hindrance to faith is uh, not being equally yoked together. Amen. But in 2019, we learned about six big hindrances to faith. And number six was a lack of understanding that we are to hold fast to our confession of faith. A lack of understanding that we are to hold fast to our confession of faith. So this morning, as we begin our 2021 Holy Week Revival, we're going to go back to that sixth big hindrance to faith because it's important. That sixth big hindrance to faith is a lack of understanding that we are to hold fast to our confession of faith. Tell your neighbor, say, hold fast. fast. Tell your neighbor next to you, say, hold fast. fast. Now, this is easy to do when everything is great and the sun is shining and the weather is perfect and everything is hunky-dory. But when there's a challenge, when there is a difficulty, when there is a circumstance to be overcome, when there's a mountain in the way, it's a greater challenge then to hold fast to your confession of faith. But that's what we're to do. Doesn't matter what year we're living in, doesn't matter the times, doesn't matter whether we're in America or somewhere else in the world, 
no matter what's going on, no matter what the circumstances are, we are to hold fast to our confession of faith. Now in your life, don't try to have faith. Just take action on the Word of God. Don't try to have faith, just take action on the Word of God. James 1 and verse 22 is one of the most important verses in the Bible. James 1.22 says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving or deluding yourselves. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. The NIV says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Point, point at yourself and smile at yourself and say, Do what it says. And this is where it's at. As my father used to say, I heard him say many, many times growing up, got to get all the forces of your life lined up and moving in the same direction. And it's not either or, it's both and. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the anointing of God. I believe in the transference of anointing and the laying on of hands. But as we dealt with last Sunday, as a part of the message on saving money, Pastor and I, Pastor I laying hands on you will not fix someone not taking action on the Word of God. Our laying hands on you will not fix you're not taking action by saving money or doing these other things based on what the Word of God says. So we can't just hear, we must do. And you got to get the forces of your life lined up and moving in the same direction. Now confession is not the only way we can take action on God's Word. It's not the only way we can release our faith. But action is one way. Say one way. one way. Confession is one way we can take action and we can release our faith. Now, most people and most believers, their default is negativity. Their default is negativity and unbelief and death. And that's why I don't believe anything in the Word of God is a coincidence. That's why Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Because most people, their default is speaking death. And there are a lot of wonderful people, and they, they love the Lord. They love Jesus. They, they love the Bible. They're a believer, but they're not a doer. And in one area of their life, they're not a doer. It is with their confession. They haven't lined it up with the Word of God, and so their default, just like people in the world, is to speak death and doubt and negativity and unbelief. So confession is not the only way we can take action, but confession is one way we can take action on the Word of God. It's one way we can release our faith. Too many of God's people fail in life because they do not hold fast to their confession of faith. And we've been mindful of one of our fathers in the faith going home to be with the Lord, Dr. Fred Price. But one of the messages he did that so impacted my father, my parents, was a message in 1992 called, What New Thing Is God Doing? And he, he was fired up because in those years, there were a lot of people that had embraced faith as a fad. It, it was popular, and so they, they embraced it, not because they, they saw it from the Word of God with their own eyeballs. They, they believed it, and they were taking action on it. They simply saw it as what was popular in those days. 
just like some people today see seeker-sensitive or whatever it is as being popular. So they're, they're embracing it, not because they believe it's right or true, but because it's the current popular thing. And his point in that message was, God's not doing anything new. We know what God's doing by what he's told us in his word. And so you've got to open your eyes and see these things for the word of God, in the word of God for yourself, and take action upon them. And many believers, they fail because they, they fail to hold fast to their confession of faith. This ought not be something we're trying. This ought not be something we're trying for a week or a month or a year for it to work, for it to have power, for it to have great effect in your life. You simply have to believe it and confess it and take action upon it. Hebrews 4.14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Tell your neighbor again, say, hold fast. Tell your other neighbor, say, hold fast. And the word there, we've dealt with this on Wednesday evenings extensively. The word there for profession is homologia, which means saying the same thing. We are to hold fast our saying the same thing God says. We're to hold fast our saying the same thing that he, he says in his word. Our Heavenly Father cannot bless our opinion. He cannot bless our theories. He cannot bless our ideas. And if we embrace the beliefs and the opinions of the culture we're living in, he cannot bless that. He can only bless his word. And he can only bless our agreement with his word. He can only bless our profession of saying the same thing that he says. Another example, Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the profession. Let us hold fast our homologia. Let us hold fast our saying the same thing. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Tell your, tell your neighbor, say, without wavering. Tell your other neighbor, say, without wavering. And that's why I mentioned that message by Dr. Dr. Price. Faith is not something we're trying. Faith is who our Heavenly Father is. It's the way the kingdom of God works. And if you want to walk in his blessing and his favor, you got to walk by faith. And you got to hold fast to your profession of faith, which is your saying the same thing that he says and that he said in his word. So the faith you have in your life right now, it is the product of your knowledge of God's word. Bible says, Paul tells us that God has given unto each of us a measure of faith. That's how you can hear the good news about Jesus Christ and believe upon him as your Lord and Savior. But from there, you're responsible for your measure of faith. And you might say, Austin, I have a little measure of faith. Well, if you just got saved, that's understandable. But if you've been a believer for five years or 10 years or 15 years, and you've not grown in your faith, you're responsible for that. And your faith, the faith you have now, it is the product, the offspring of your knowledge your level of knowledge of the Word of God. Your faith keeps pace as well with your confession of the Word of God. Your faith keeps pace with your confession of the Word of God. And this applies even to our salvation. Romans 10 and verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, say with the mouth, 
confession is made unto salvation. So with the heart we believe, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. We receive everything that we have from God, including salvation by faith. So it is true. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you got to hold fast in your life to the right confession, which is always what God says, whether about your family, whether about your healing, your physical mortal body, whether about your finances, you've got to hold fast to your saying the same thing God says. Romans 10.10, for with the heart, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And as we've taught, you've learned if you've been here a while, this is the process of faith. With the heart we believe, and with the mouth we confess. And just as you can be saved this way, you can be healed this way, you can be delivered this way, you can be set free this way, you can walk in the prosperity and the abundance of God this way, the process of faith will work for anything in any area of life. With the heart you believe and with the mouth confession is made. Which brings us back to what have you been saying? What have you been saying about your life? What have you been saying about your circumstances? And I know none of us have tape recorders anymore, but uh, on your iPhone, you could, you could maybe record yourself. Maybe you got one with a lot of storage. You could record yourself to, to hear the way you speak. And you might be surprised to learn you're not as positive as you think you are. So you got to evaluate what you've been saying. Confession is not the only way we can take action on the Word of God. It's not the only way we can release our faith, but confession is one way. It is an important way we can take action on the Word of God and release our faith. And if this is powerful enough for salvation, it's powerful enough to heal your body. If it's powerful enough for salvation, it's powerful enough to meet your needs. With the mouth, say, say with my mouth. And so in your life right now, your circumstances, they are the result of what you've been saying and what you've been confessing. And you might say, Austin, that, that's terrible. Well, the good news is you can turn that around and you can work that positively in your life by changing what you've been saying. Because every, when you speak, you're depositing your words into your heart and the hearts of everyone around you. And your words whether you realize it or not, have great power and have great authority. So with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth, confession is made unto healing. With the mouth, confession is made unto abundance and prosperity and success. With the mouth, confession is made unto whatsoever you desire. Look at Mark 11, beginning in verse 22. Mark 11, beginning in verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. He literally said, have the God kind of faith. And faith like Father God is when you call things that are not as though they were. So you don't say what the circumstances are. You say what the circumstances, what you want them to be. You don't say what is, you say what you want. You don't say what is, you say what you want, what you desire, what is going to happen. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, say, say whosoever. So this, these principles are not just for pastors to work. 
These principles are not just for super Christians, whatever that would be, to work. The, these principles of faith and confession are for anyone with faith to work the Word of God. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, and notice the emphasis here is on saying, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Say, I have whatsoever I have been saying. And again, if you would say, Austin, this is not the best news, you can turn it around and make it positive by realizing that you can change your life and your circumstances by what you say and by the confession of your mouth. Say, I shall have whatsoever I saith. See, religion will have you believe that whatsoever you have, it's the result of God's will for your life and there's nothing that you can do about it, that, that is just religious nonsense. The fruit of your life, your circumstances, it is the product of what you've been believing, what you've been saying, and what you've been doing. And maybe, as I said, that is bad news, but you can turn that around in your life and you can make that good news. Say, I shall have whatsoever I saith. In verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. So whosoever shall say. And we can't get away from saying. I'm going to deal with this at one point this week in the prayer sessions. When we pray, we speak. When we pray, we confess. And periodically through the years, I've heard my father say things like, Austin, I don't understand the point of coming to 5 a.m. prayer and not praying. We don't pray by reading. We don't pray by studying. We don't pray by thinking. We don't pray by sitting at 5 a.m. prayer or trying to keep our eyes open and, and glancing down at pastor's book of prayer or whatever it is. We pray by using our mouth. And how does faith work? with the mouth. How does faith work with confession? Whosoever shall say. Whosoever shall say. Whosoever shall say. And shall not doubt in his heart. And shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have. Say, I shall have whatsoever I say. So believing God's word is measured by your taking action on God's word. It's taking action that converts our believing or our mental assent. It's taking action that converts our believing unto faith, faith in God and faith in his word. And at the end of the day, we know what somebody really believes by what they say and by what they, what they do. And again, this is why what we believe about the Word of God is so important. What the Word of God says about salvation. What the Word of God says about healing. Just this past week, Jessica and I had someone in our home for a service call. He's a nice guy. Whenever we need anything done by that company, we specifically request him. He's a nice, nice man. 
And at the end of the service call, he, he came in my office and he, he began to cry. And he said, you know, I may have to call you and tell you that I, I can't come anymore because of what I've been, I've been diagnosed with. And I, I said, sir, can I, can I pray with you? I, I prayed with him. See, I, I spoke what I believed. I didn't tell him, well, maybe it's God's will, maybe it's not God. I, I spoke and I took action on the basis of what I believed. That Jesus, he paid the price so we could be saved. He paid the price so we could be healed and well in our bodies. And healing is for today. And so I spoke and I took action on what I believe. So believing God's word is measured by your taking action and your level of action. Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, if you have faith as a seed, you can say, not you can think, not you can hope, not you can meditate. He says, so you can say. Say, I have to say. Say, I have to speak. You got to use your mouth to tell the circumstances to change. You got to use your mouth to tell the bills to be paid. You got to use your mouth to tell the sickness or the problem or whatever it is that it has to go in the name of Jesus. If you have faith as a seed, you can say. Say, I have to say. You can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So faith is taking action on the Word of God. And our faith is measured by our confession of the Word of God. Believing God's Word is measured by our action upon His Word. And confession is one way we can take action. It's one way we can release our faith. But confession is not the only way. It's one way. And it's an important way that we all ought to be taking action in our everyday lives. If you want to be of use in the kingdom of God, use your mouth for good. The default for most people is to use their mouth for doubt, negativity, unbelief, and death. That's why James says that the tongue itself is a world of evils set on fire by hell itself. And he says, he asks rhetorically, who can tame the tongue? But I believe you can use your tongue for good. But it's going to take some effort. Amen? My father rehearsed at 9 a.m. how when he and my mom embraced getting their confession lined up with the Word of God, this was the late 80s, how uh, we were learning the same things in children's church. And so Christine and I would help them from the back seat in the car. And we would hear them say negative things or things contrary to the Word. And we would say, is that what you want? Now, as the parent, you can't get mad when they, they remind you of what the Word says. Amen? So you have to purpose in your heart to police yourself. You have to purpose in your heart to change. You have to purpose in your heart to take action and align your mouth and your confession and what you've been saying. with. You have to line it up with the Word of God. And, of course, confession is not the only way we can take action, but it is an important. It is a crucial way in which we must take action if you want to walk in the blessing of God. There is an old saying, and the old saying was hung by the tongue, and most people, they're defeated because of their negative, lousy mouth. And so if you want to walk in victory, you got to change what you have been saying. If you want your circumstances to change for the better, you got to change what you've been saying. You got to make Jesus the Lord, not just of your heart, 
but also of your mouth. Sooner or later, you will become what you confess. There is the confession of your heart and the confession of your mouth, and the best thing is to get them lined up and saying the same thing. And if you'll do that, you'll be mighty in your prayer life and mighty in your walk with God. Why are there so many believers and they're defeated? It's because of their negative confession. They say who they're not instead of saying who they are in Christ Jesus. They say what they don't have instead of saying what they have and what they possess in Christ. They say what they can't do instead of saying that they can do all things through Christ who gives them the strength. They're always talking about their weaknesses or their failures or their shortcomings instead of talking about their strengths, their victories, and their answered prayer. I remember my first year in seminary, and in class, you know, there'd be time of prayer, and they would, they would ask, this must be a denominational thing, they would ask if anyone has a praise. And I, I didn't understand what that meant, because here, when we have a good news, we call that a testimony. And so professors would ask, does anyone have a praise? You know, something to praise the Lord about. But I, I was flabbergasted because 99% of the time it was always negative. See, people live with the results of how they use their mouth. God, God is doing good things. God is doing wonderful things. That's, that's what the Lord is doing in my life, in my home, in our family, in Faith Christian Center. Amen? And so if there's anything negative going on, that's not the Lord. That's the devil. And we are to drive him out of our lives and our circumstances. So why are there so many believers and they're defeated? They're always talking about their, their weaknesses, their failures, their shortcomings instead of their strengths and their victories. Or they're always talking about lack of money and lack of ability and lack of health instead of all that they have in Christ Jesus. In your life, you will rise to the level of your confession or you will go down to the level of your confession. You will rise to the level of your confession or you will go down to the level of your confession. Our confession rules our lives. Your confession rules your life and your home and your family and your circumstances. Say what you want, not what you fear. Say what you want, not what you dread. Say what you want, not what you're hoping doesn't happen. Say what you desire, not what you have. You go to the book of Job. It's there in Job. That which I feared has come upon me. Our confession is a powerful, powerful thing. You are what you say. You are what you have been saying. But the good news is you can change what you've been saying. But this is going to take some effort. This is going to take some action. You can change what you've been saying. In your life right now, you have whatever you've been saying. And you might say, Austin, that's a bummer. Well, the good news is you can turn that around and you can change what you've been saying. Years ago, I remember my mom saying, and a lot of times people today, they, they see the current level of blessing and they assume that's the way it's always been. And that, that's not the case. It is amazing what God has done. It is amazing what we have seen the Lord do 
just in my lifetime. At 9 a.m., my father rehearsed how in the late 80s and early 90s that when they would pray over their food at lunch, that they would thank the Lord for having enough to pay cash and eat where they wanted. And he, he explained at 9 a.m., that was the level that they were at, believing God to be able to eat out and to pay cash when eating out. Now, now today, we don't think of... Uh, where, where we eat. We eat what we want, when we want, amen. When it's open, amen. <laughs> Only thing Jessica and I are concerned about, are they family friendly? You walk into some place and you're like, uh, you know, eight people and they look at you like you beamed in from Mars or something. <laughs> they see the little kids, they break out the sign, adults only. But that was the level, believing God to be able to eat where they wanted and to pay cash. And I remember my, my mother saying once in the 90s that, that there was coming a day there would be so much blessing, there would be so much money, we would be able to paper the walls with it. There's a man in the church and he works the Federal Reserve and so when he heard her say that he got a roll of ones and had that quote quotation framed and it's in pastor's office upstairs. And so periodically our children will be in the office and they'll say, what's that? And what's that money? They're trying to figure out why there's dollar bills in a glass frame. Because to them, they, they want to take it to Target and buy a toy or something. <laughs> so it's hard to relate to. But it is the result of them changing what they were, bringing their lives into agreement with the Word of God, saying what the Word of God says, and changing, making a concerted effort to change what they were saying. Your confession rules your life, and you are what you say, and you have what you have been saying. But the good news is you can change what you've been saying, and you can have what you say. You can change what you're saying, and you can have what you say. Take, for example, the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. Mark 5, beginning in verse 25, a certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, was nothing better, but had rather grown worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press, or crowd behind, and she touched, so she reached out, she touched, she grabbed a hold of the hem of his garment. For she said, say, she said. She say it again, say, she said. She if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be she said. So she heard, and then she said. And this is the difference between it being theoretical and it being a reality in your life. You can't just hear. I'm all for hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Hearing faith-filled sermons is better than anything that you can watch, anything that you can listen to. Hearing is great. Hearing is wonderful. I highly recommend it, but hearing is not a enough. You must say, you must do, you must take action on the Word of God, and it's in the taking action with your mouth and in what you do that you will see the circumstances of your life change and come into line with the Word of God. For she said, so she heard, and then she said, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue 
or power had gone out of him, turned about in the press or crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee and say, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now how do we know she had faith? How do we know that she had faith? She took action with her saying and her doing. Now there were many people that day. There were many people in the crowd and based on what the disciples said, we know that there were many people in the crowd and they would have bumped into Jesus, but it was this precious lady that got her miracle because she not only heard, but she said, and then she did. The NIV says, Mark 5, 34, daughter, your faith has healed you. Some translations say, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Thy faith has made thee whole. Your faith has healed you. So her faith spoke, and what she said came to pass. You go back to Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said that we will have whatsoever we saith. You know, at the beginning of the Holy Week revival last year, in the midst of all that craziness and all that insanity that took over the, the whole world, my, my father stood here at the pulpit, the Holy Week revival last year, and he said that that year would be a year of miracles for Faith Christian Center and the family of Faith Christian Center, our families. He said that 2020 would be the year that the church would be paid off, that we would end 2020 ahead of the previous year, and that seemed crazy that week. You know, that same week, you can't believe everything you see online, and you can't believe all the, the texts your friends forward you, amen? You know, that, that same week, I was getting forwarded text messages, and people were saying that, you know, go buy toilet paper, because the president's about to declare martial law. I mean, people were consumed by panic and by fear. But pastor stood here, and he said those crazy things, and it all came to pass. But we shouldn't be surprised by it, because Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three that we shall have whatsoever we saith. And so if you want your life and your circumstances to change and to change for the better, change what you've been saying. This precious woman, she spoke. Her faith spoke and what she said came to pass. Why don't you say that? Say what she said, what she said came, to pass. came to pass. Say it this way. Say what she declared, what she declared came, to pass. came to pass. So in our lives we are what we say. In our lives, we have right now what we have been saying. And if you want your life and your circumstances to change for the better, you've got to change what you've been saying. You can have what you say. But between now and the victory, between now and your circumstances changing for the better, or like Pastor's illustration at 9 a.m., between now and you being able to eat where you want, when you want and pay cash, you got to hold fast to your confession of faith. And that's why Fred Price was so fired up in 1992. 
Faith is not something we try. Confession should not just be something we try. Well, I'm going to try and be more positive for seven days. Well, you have been negative for 25 years. It's going to take being positive for longer than seven days. It's not something we try. It's something we believe. It's something we say. It's something we live out. It is something we do. You can change your life and circumstances, but part of it's going to require changing what you've been saying. Hold fast to your confession of faith. Smile at your neighbor and say, hold fast to your confession of faith. Tell your other neighbor, say, hold fast. So one big hindrance to faith, one big stumbling block that people trip over is they don't hold fast to their confession of faith. Or as I said, they're trying faith. They're trying confession just like people try out a gym membership in January. It doesn't work and they don't get results. The faith you have is the product of your knowledge of the Word of God. That's why this week we're gathering together to get in the Word, to see what the Word says, to understand how we can better believe God, how we can better exercise our faith, how we can better take action on the Word of God, how we can line up our confession with the Word of God, how we can pray more effectively so we can see how confession brings possession and how you can have whatsoever you say, whatsoever you desire when you speak. You can change your life. You can change your circumstances, but you're going to have to change what you are saying. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, you walk by faith, not by sight.